Hi, and welcome to Fashion Talks, the podcast about observing the world through the lens of fashion. I'm your host, Donna Bishop, and I am thrilled to be here with fashion ambassadors, OGs of fashion blogging, rays of sunshine extraordinaire, Sam and Kaylee Beckerman, a.k.a. the Beckerman Twins. Welcome, you guys. Thanks Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for being here. So... We're going to get into all sorts of interesting things about what blogging means now and and a little bit about your history. So I want to kind of just start at the beginning. Can you tell us a little bit about where you grew up and what kind of kids you were growing up? (laughs) Sure. We were very artsy children. I would say that um, we got our television pulled away from us when we were eight years old or nine years old. I was going to ask you about that. We were Nintendo junkies and always inside, gamers and um, never going outside. And so one day our parents read this article and they're like, we're taking your television away. No more time to do art, time to create, time to just do other things. And um, we started sewing and coloring and creating fashion scrapbooks. Our parents' basement was like this big collage of just like artwork and, you know, masterpieces and paint and you name it we were trying it in our parents basement there was, was a mirror amazing. down there we'd always do dance routines <laughs> an atelier a a scrapbook studio a dance studio yes and you have i know you have a younger sister chloe do you have an older sister we no, don't just the no, three of us so, three three girls. Of you. Yeah. so you were the two like in this environment downstairs <laughs> true like, actually chloe our um, younger sister was the boss so <laughs> she, she pretty really much was. ran the show <laughs> she's a leo yeah <laughs> I think it's fascinating that you had this like television kind of, you know, abstentia moment, which I want to get back to in a little bit. But before we get there, I think we all often have that moment where we realize that fashion is more than just the clothes that protect us from the elements. Do you guys have a memory of where you kind of felt the energy that comes with this thing we call fashion or when was it or has it just always been part of your creative DNA? It's, it's always been almost like an art form for us. And we always got really into like different themes of dressing up. Like I remember in high school, we went through lots of different periods of like dressing, dressing very Western or very rave or very skateboard or very surf. We kind of like tried it all to sort of, sort of feel like where do I fit in? You know, where do I belong, I guess? Or where do I feel accepted? Or how do I feel my best? Mm -hmm. And I think our mom was always experimenting with her hair color and chopping her hair. And she was very into fashion, too. I remember getting picked up from school and jumping in the wrong car because I thought her hair was blonde and then it was black one day. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, like, you're not my mom. (laughs) Wait a minute here. (laughs) What happened? So that joy of being able to reinvent yourself and feel differently in the clothes you choose and the beauty you decide to use that day was very much a part of your family environment. Yeah, I think for us it was more about just having fun with it and trying new things. It wasn't really about really trying to fit in. It was just about trying new things and, yeah, figuring out who you are, you know, as a young person. And how do I want to express myself and how are people going to see me and, and I guess all that stuff. And growing up, we were bullied. We were bullied and um, it was a really... It was hard for us, and there was two of us, so I can just imagine, you know, being younger and on your own and being bullied and, and the pressure and the pain that you go through as a child. I mean, that's, it's, you want to, you know, keep them safe and protected, and, mm-hmm. and, and it, it just happens, and it happened to us, and I felt like, you know, in a way, if I dressed up and I could just 
be who I wanted to be, then I wasn't being bullied and I didn't have those problems and it, you know, and, and it made me feel great. So I guess, you know, and I, I think we really learned about, you know, treating people um, with compassion, with kindness, and really learned a lot about ourselves and about other people and, and really just like dove into, you know, who do I want to be as a person? <laughs> well, because fashion can be so much about acceptance, right? Right. Right, it's so true. I mean, even, you know, the, the hottest jeans and the hottest this and the hottest sneakers and, you know, and then kind of just taking it all away and being like, okay, who am I as a person without this, without all this? You know, at the end of the day, who am I? Even though I like this. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so Fashion Test was always like an extra awesome thing, you know, to dress up, create, have fun, um, and just try new things. But at the end of it, it was all, it's all about just who you are as a person. I think that's always kind of been our core, um, morals and yeah. And how, like, as you talk about, you know, who you are as a person and how, you know, fashion and dressing relates to that, how did you, like, did you ever kind of sit down together and articulate how you wanted to define yourself as a person? Or has it just sort of organically kind of oozed out of your pores as you've moved through life? I think it's kind <laughs> of uh, a little bit of both. I think we were, um, so we were vegan when we were younger um we switched over and so i think just learning even about you know animals and being compassionate and um i think also creating and making clothes and becoming who you are and i don't know i, I think for us it was just about the evolution the yeah. evolution of growing up slowly and then i feel like when we moved to new york when we were 19 we were just found all these creative people and because we went to FIT, the Fashion Institute, and I think we just, you start to, you know, you start to become yourself, you know, and the person you want to be. I, I want to talk about your time in New York because I think life is full of chapters. And those 10 years in, 10 years, right? Yep. In yep. New York is definitely an important chapter in terms of like the foundation of becoming, you know, the Beckerman blog and whatnot. What was it like going to FIT? Like that's one of the like, fashion institutes, did you always know you wanted to be designers? Because one of you was doing knitwear? Yes, I'm, so I majored in knitwear. Our, um, our grandmother and our aunt owned a knitting store, and I always saw them knitting and making these gorgeous things, and I just always knew that I needed to like learn all the machines, like learn the machine part of it, and I just always like, now even, even now I'm into needlepoint now. So it's just <laughs> like in my DNA to be creating all the time. And so, yeah, so I did, I got my BFA in fashion design and Sam got her BFA in accessory design. And then our sister Chloe joined us two years later and got um, her BFA in textile design. <laughs> and we all worked together and had a clothing line for five years called Beckerman in New York. So we learned how to make clothes, how to produce them, how to, how to sell clothes. <laughs> to collect to money for clothes. <laughs> right? Like, it's the whole gamut yeah. of education. And, and what yeah. I love about your line, as I've, you know, watched some interviews with you and whatnot, is you just went for it. Oh, like, yeah. Like, whenever someone says, how did you, you know, get into the stores in Tokyo? How did you find a Tokyo pop star to wear the cupcake outfit? How did you intern for Mark, for Mark Jacobs? It's like, well, you just ask. 
Like yeah. a lot of the times for interning for Mark, for Mark Jacobs, we just picked up the phone and called them and said, we want to intern for you. What can we do? How do we get our foot in the door? We will do anything. Any coffee runs you need, we are yeah. your girls. And they said, oh, They're okay. like, we don't have any uh, interns. We were actually their first interns yeah. ever. Come on. Ever. Yeah. 2001. <laughs> I think yeah. that speaks to, though, the power of just asking. Like, yes, just be right. confident. Just ask. Well, we were volunteering at New York Fashion Week behind the scenes, so we were, like, you know, just always picking up the phone and calling. I think we learned that from our dad. He was like, oh, you want to do that? Pick up the phone and call. What's the worst that can yeah, happen, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. They say no? Who cares? Keep going. Keep calling. What was the fashion scene like in New York when you guys were living there? Like, it seems to me, you know, there was the flea markets, there was, you know, the design culture was changing, New York Fashion Week was continuing to become the behemoth it is. What was the energy like while you were there? Oh, it was great. It was a real hustle bustle. We were there for 9-11. So before 9-11, I would say everything was very party and very Paris Hilton with Sam Ronson and the DJs and Ben Affleck and Lopez. It was like like this hype where we were using our fake ID trying to get into clubs that we (laughs) were so hard to get into. Because we do. Leonardo DiCaprio was inside with Giselle. And so um, there was this real hype. And then after 9-11 happened, everything really stopped. In the city, I would say for about three years, club-wise, party-wise, fashion scene, everything became a lot tamer and calmer. And simple. And simple. Style was changing. And we really noticed a big shift. We were still in school and just, you know, um, really working our butts off there at FIT. And then when we graduated, um, we did a thesis collection that ended up selling to Tokyo. And then we started selling at Holt Renfrew our first season and got a manufacturer. So then we just started creating our own identity of what we thought was cool and what we loved. We were designing. Yeah. But we were always creating our own content. So even like we were shooting our lookbooks, we were videoing stuff. We were always just creating together. And I think even as kids creating together and then now blogging what we're doing, it's still doing the exact same thing just on a different platform and everything's just completely like evolved in terms of what's happening right now, I think. When you were designing your collection, um, it sounds like it was so fun and so joyful. Like, not the process necessarily, because God knows that's full of, you know, (laughs) heartache and sweat and tears and all kinds of debilitating and energetic sucking things for the joy of, of the industry. But it sounds like there was such a joyful aesthetic with your collection. Is that kind of fair to say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They always called our collection whimsical and girly and feminine and outrageous. Our mom was always like, I don't know about that. I think you girls are ahead of your time. Yeah. (laughs) And even now I see her sometimes wearing a few of our pieces and she's like, this is in. You were right. (laughs) Ten years later. (laughs) Ten years later. I'm like, thanks, mom. Yeah. It's all cyclical. We knew. Yeah. (laughs) But we sold to over 200 stores and all the department stores and Barney's Bendel's, Nordy Sacks. Like, it felt like we had done it. Yeah. And then, you know, when we were fashion designers, blogging wasn't even around yet. It wasn't even created. When we were in high school. media was barely around. Mm. It was all new. So even we never knew we wanted to do this as kids we just knew we wanted to work together fashion designers was the closest thing to what we wanted to do yeah and so it sort of just evolved from there well and I know what you were um in still in school you had a a lovely pen pal by the name of Stella McCarthy oh yeah (laughs) yeah what was it like having other you know aspiring designers 
to bounce ideas off of, to just sort of be a, a cohort of moving through this creative time as you're finding your footing? I think in life, you know, you sort of have these opportunities where you meet these really inspiring people. And like we met Stella McCartney when we were younger and she would write us letters and send us her videotapes when she was working at Chloe Fashion House to FIT and then we'd show them to our classroom. And it feels like, it felt like it was just such a moment in time where we connected and we really hit it off and she really enforced us and really basically said to us, don't listen to anybody. That was her advice. Don't listen to anyone and follow your dreams. How expanding for you to have that (laughs) like energy pushing you forward, right? Yeah. 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 And then, you know, years later, um, five, six years ago, we met one of our best friends, Jeremy Scott, the fashion designer, and he's been super supportive of what we do and we love him. And it's just, you know, you find these connections with certain people in your life and you're like, wow, we have so much in common. We're meant to be friends. And he's like a rule breaker on all different levels. Or even Virgil Abloh, who's a friend too, and he's like the thinker you know, of the newest things and the most interesting things. And we heard Virgil um, talk and he was like, you know, this is, this is a time of images and what makes an image special? When you, you, people see thousands and thousands and thousands of images a day, what makes it groundbreaking? What makes people stop what and makes actually you stop through your feed? like an Instagram picture anymore? Because there's so much stuff. It's garbage endless. and beautiful mm. stuff and nothing. He's like, what makes you stop? And then he was basically like, it's... It's the emotional things. It's the things that make you actually feel something. And I always yeah. thought that was so cool. Which is part of how I hear you talking about fashion in general, right? Mm. Like, it's what does it make me feel? What does it make me feel? Do I feel hyper? Do I feel grounded? <laughs> Do I feel just generally happy, right? Like, all right. of those things can, can be impacted by what we wear. In terms of moving from chapter to chapter... The next chapter, you came back to Toronto. Yep. Yes. Said, thank you. Visa's done. <laughs> Visa yeah. was done. It felt like our time in New York was done. Um, we decided to start blogging. We didn't really know where it was going to take us or what it meant to really blog. Everyone asked us every day, what are you doing with your lives? You know, coming from New York, being fashion designers and back home. And... We just said, you know, we love doing this. We love it. We're, we're going to do our blog like a hobby. It's just, it's a hobby for us. We always said, this is just for fun. And no pressure. No pressure. And even to this day, like, if we're doing something, like, kind of, you know, really big or a little nerve-wracking, we go, this is just for fun. You know? Really. It really it, is for at fun. At the end of the day, it is. Like, it's... you realize that when you stop doing things that make, that bring you joy you don't like them anymore and they become dull and and I feel like people can see it yeah like even so we've been blogging for 10 years and you know people are always like I don't understand like I tried blogging but then it got cold outside and I and I stopped taking pictures and I'm like you you can't stop just you know keep keep doing it keep pushing forward and you know, that's the whole thing. It gets cold in Toronto. Or, or, you know, also people say to us, you know, I, I feel like I compare myself to other people yes. and I don't like the pressure of like always needing the new things. And you don't always need the new things. It's, no. You can wear vintage. You can, you, it doesn't even matter what you wear. You can no. be about how you express yourself or poetry or anything, anything. you're into. Anything. Take that's me the back to part. 2009. Do you remember what your first blog post was? Yeah, I remember we... Um, we blogged in the park? And no, I think we first blogged in our parents' backyard and it was dark. 
And the photos didn't turn out. Yeah. And I remember we were like, you know what? These photos didn't turn out. Maybe we should do this when it's sunny out. <laughs> and then we lighting. went. Lighting. It yeah. has power. Yeah. Lighting. Right. Oprah. Oprah. Yeah. Lighting. It's all about lighting. Oh, right. It's all about lighting. So, yeah. So, we went to the park the next day. And they're pretty good looks. Yeah. Like, even our looks from 10 years ago, I, I would totally rock them. And they're still up on our blog. So if you actually can click on 2009. I know, I love yeah. that. If you're brave you're still enough. Spot. <laughs> yes. It's like the original you blogs. Know, I know. There's been like, no, oh, let's like make it like full of bells and whistles. No. And Everyone's always been trying to change us on platforms. And it'd always be where we would have to lose our past, our history. And kind of came to this conclusion that right now we're good. Like, I don't want to lose any of that. I love no, I looking love at it. outfits from 10 years ago and being yeah. like, whoa, cool, weird. <laughs> Do you remember what attracted you to blogging? Was it just the, like, a new kind of creative outlet? Or was there something that kind of sparked an interest in that? I, I love the idea of journaling, but having it um, online. You know, yeah, it's, it's just, digital scrapbooking, like I guess. Digital exactly. scrapbooking, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like we've always had kind of even a format for our blog. It's like the look, and then fun fact, and shop this look, and shop this look. We've yeah. never changed it. And no. so you're doing this for just for fun, yep. and you're blogging, yep. and you're learning. Do you remember when you had a first client when they said, "Hey"? We'd yes. like to actually pay you to do what you're doing. <laughs> and the heavens opened and like yeah. excitement reigned. Our first uh, client was H&M Canada when they were like, let's, can you guys host an outdoor party at Dundas Square? A beach party. A beach party. And we were like, oh my God, yeah, sure, we can do that. Okay, what do we have to do? Yeah, so and we hosted it for three days. It was one of their most oh, successful, yeah. I remember, oh, like they had parties. Party dancers and thousands of people came. The fountains were all blue and it was all about picking people pieces from the store that we would wear so people could shop, shop the pieces we liked. What did it feel like to have H&M Canada reach out and want to collaborate with you as fashion professionals? It was a dream, really. Yeah, it felt really good. I mean, I always, I still, <clears throat> excuse me, always feel like you never want to take anything for granted. Hmm. <laughs> like, so excited that let's do a really good job for them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you're collaborating with a client, there's an amazing amount of trust that needs to be built there, right? Yeah, of and, course. And from, you know, following you guys and, and, and reading articles like that, trust with the brands you collaborate with is paramount. Like, you guys really understand the nature of that relationship. It's huge. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where you always want to feel like you give them exactly what they want, but something that's a little bit unexpected and a little bit artsy, and then you almost go, you do a little bit more. So you feel like they, you were the reason why they hired you. Like, you yeah. gave them everything and a little more and a little unexpected. But then with our brand mixed into it. Yeah. I think that's, that's usually what we try to do. <laughs> Walk me through what one of your typical weeks is now, because now you guys are, like, super busy. There's still no team. Uh, it's yes. Sam and, and yep. Kelly <laughs> that's doing, right. doing all the stuff, which I, I still see people, like, <laughs> fall over in amazement. Um, and I, it, like, I read that you layer outfits sometimes if you have multiple events to go to. <laughs> a little we used Superman to, yeah, moment like New sometimes. York Fashion Week, we'd have like outfit changes in the car, and oh yeah, we uh, yesterday we just did four shoots. <laughs> so walk me through your day. Like, so how do you it plan really stuff it really out? depends on the day, and it really depends on what we're doing. Sometimes we just have events we're going to. Some days we're shooting. Some days um, we're traveling. We're tra yeah, we've been traveling a lot. We just shot um, an IKEA and Virgil Abloh collab, which just went up this Amazing. morning. 
And, and last week we did a Jeremy Scott London Fog trench coat graffiti collab. Yeah. Because so, I think people are shocked to learn that it's just the two of you because yeah. it looks like you have a team of like Thanks. We do have managers. Behind. Yeah, we have managers yeah. and we and um But it is the two of us. Yeah. We, um we we style our dad and <laughs> he takes a lot of the photos for us. <laughs> we I thank him by styling him and we thank him Mr. by Beckerman. Yeah, exactly. He um was a photographer in the seventies. And now it's just something fun that we do as like a daddy daughter thing. Like, oh, you and know, our mom steps in every now and then. Yeah, and I'm like, um, but the thing is, we're, we're Apple Power users, users, so we shoot everything on our phones right now. So for us, it's just like very fast, and everything needs to go up immediately. So and we can work from anywhere. Yeah. I love something I heard you say a little while ago about how you were giving advice to someone who asked about, you know, how to edit and get everything done. And you guys said, don't worry about taking a million pictures. Yes. Like, take a few, have confidence they're good. Yes. And move on. Yeah. So the whole thing is like, you know, I think for us, we used to go to, we used to do a ton of music festivals. And you can get so caught up in, let's go over there and take photos. Let's go over here and take photos. And then you end up missing the whole entire music festival. You don't listen to any music. You're just so focused about taking photos. And you almost have this anxiety of like, I don't know if my photo's good enough. Yes. So I think it's the confidence of, this is a great spot. Let's do the shoot here. Let's go enjoy ourselves because you know what? At the end of the at the end of the day, it's all about enjoying yourselves at the event. That's why you're there. We call it. We've 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 actually have a name for this now. It's called calm confidence. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because you know it's good. You, f- you feel good with it, you know the brand's gonna be happy, and then it's time to enjoy yourself. Well, because we can't yes. live life through the lens of our phone all the time. Otherwise, right? there's so much anxiety, you're running around trying to get everything, and then at the, you know. And a lot of our friends who are other bloggers have it, and we see it a lot. Yeah. So we try not to be like that. It's, <laughs> we really try. How do you evaluate your work so that you keep evolving? Like, you know, you notice that maybe one angle or one lighting is better than another. Do you go back and look at your work and say, oh, yes, look, you know, Sam, that worked really well. Let's remember that for next time. Let's try this. Do you you have that kind of, like, strategic thinking together ever? We're always talking about... Yeah, for sure. Like, we'll look at certain posts and be like, why did this do so great? And this did terrible. Like, what is it? What we wrote? Is it... Is it the time when we post? Is it the time? Did it jump the feed? Because things jump the feed all the time. You post it, and then you think it's posted, but it's not, and no one sees it. So there's, like... Or you edit the photo, you edit the caption, and then it messes up the algorithm the algorithm never edit uh, never, never edit, edit a photo the really? caption if oh, you have yeah. a typo leave it yep never this edit. is good intel <laughs> to yeah. listeners of fashion talks <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah never edit anything just leave once it once it's up it's up yeah and if you delete a post and repost it it jumps the feed you miss it so you have to wait an hour well, and social media is an ever-evolving exactly. beast like as well, Exactly, like you never right? really know what's going on on Instagram, what they're updating, you know, what people are into. But actually, video, video, I think, is still where it's at. And IGTV is still where it's at. Yeah. It's still really growing. Like longer videos and talking more and explaining things and... Yeah, giving the process yeah. of things. Exactly, yeah. Storytelling is such a big part of what you do. 
how like do you create a narrative in your heads before you go in and do a photo shoot? How does storytelling work into the work you do, whether it is something you're doing just for yourselves because it's for fun or because you're collaborating with a with a brand? Um, I would say like if we're at an event, sometimes Sam and I just take turns, you know, whatever's happening. Um, but we, we try to say, you know, where we're at or what we're doing or... Sometimes we come up with the idea before we take the picture, but a lot of the time... Or sometimes we just have a caption that we think would be so funny. Or, yeah, like the uh, last week we were shooting our Skittles outfit that we made for Halloween, this felted outfit we made. And I remembered that near the DVP there's that rainbow bridge. Oh, yes. And I said to Kaylee, oh, my God, what if we went under the rainbow? Then we can write, contract the rainbow. <laughs> And it's, per it's the perfect spot. So then we were like, okay, let's figure out the timing. Let's get ourselves there. So it's sort of just a collaborative idea. And having confidence as you, in your ideas as they come. Like I hear you guys not, you know, censoring yourselves. You're just like, yeah, like, let's try it. And if it works, it's, it's, that's great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't, it doesn't work, work then, do it again. Yeah. And sometimes exactly. when it doesn't work, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> You can't be you too precious know. about it, right? Because exactly. we don't like when things look perfect. No. We have right. this whole thing. We're not, we're not like all about perf the perfect picture, the perfect filter. It's just, we just like when things are, are. Well, and something that you guys constantly get, rightfully so, enormous compliments on is how authentic you are on all your platforms. Oh, thanks. thanks. And it makes me query, what is the relationship between authenticity and a personal brand, because that idea of building a brand is something that I think everyone now has at the back of their heads, you know, like, what is my brand? And it made me wonder, is our personal brand our authentic selves, and it's just having confidence in our purpose and who we are, and that's what we should be focusing on, no matter what industry we're in, to push things out? Yeah, I think you just said it exactly the way it is. I think it's just having confidence and being yourself and also trying new things. Like Sam and I are not makeup artists, but we've been doing our makeup forever. And, and doing makeup videos. Doing makeup videos. And now we are makeup artists, you know? And now we work out and do workout videos. And now you don't have to be a professional at anything you do. It's just, I find that when you're not, when you're not a professional, technically, uh, like, or the best at something, I, I feel like when you follow along, you know, with people who are learning themselves, that's when you really learn to enjoy it or you learn to try something new. You're in, or you're not afraid because you don't, who cares if you mess it up? Exactly. I think it's just trying new things. Like, and I think, sp like, specifically for us, it was makeup and working out and doing videos. And now we, like, we love it, you know? And I think, I think that's what kind of is part of the brand and it's part of trying new things, I think, to make, I don't know, just to keep, keep your feed interesting. For and sure. And, and when you were saying, Sam, that you didn't, you know, you don't love things that are too perfect, you know, life's, life's not perfect. And I, right? and I like when people come up to us and they say, girls, you actually look like your photos. <laughs> no, and there really is something to that. Like, you look like your photos, you look like you. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the authentic part of it. Like, you know, people know us and they, they feel like they're on this journey and adventure with us. And we try to write everyone back with comments. You know, we go through it all. And it's, it's important to us to connect like that. Well, and I think people see that you're not trying to be, you know, a, a perfect anything. Like, you're so positive about your bodies and about what you like to wear and what you like to do, be it, you know, 
Twix or Disneyland <laughs> or Jeremy Scott or, or whatever. Like that, are those core values of positivity, be it about your body or what you love and what you do, that seems to be such a, a part of who you guys are. I, th I think it's so important to love yourself and to, you know, your body's your temple and it's important to take care of it and to be proud. I loved this moment that you had with Rihanna. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, what's not to love about just saying that, first and foremost, because she's so Rihanna. cool. We love her. Oh, yeah. But she, you know, you guys had the opportunity to take a photo together, and she said, let's make art. Yes. Yeah. What is the difference between art and a beautiful photo? So when, well, when we met her, she was, it was in Paris, and it was at this nightclub, and she was so sweet. She was like, oh, how's your sister? And did she have the baby yet? She was just so warm and lovely and sweet and cool. And, <laughs> and then she was like, let's do a photo. Of, or we're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, let's yeah. do a photo. <laughs> let's do a photo. And if she was like, must. but let's not do just a normal photo. Let's make art. And, and it really got us thinking like, wow, OK. And so she turned around. You can see her hands. And we were like, don't turn around. I was don't like, maybe turn around. turn around the other way so you can see your face. And she's like, no, girls, we're making art. We're and I was like, and after I was like, well, everyone knows her tattoo, you know, on her hand. Like, but it was so interesting was just so saying cool. that. It was so, like, different. It was so, it was eye-opening. Like, yeah, let's, let's not, not do, do the same thing that everyone always seen our face. Everyone's seen her face a million times, which I can keep looking at because I love her. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I love, I love that. So now and then, we say and that then to we each did, other. Then we did a photo the other way too, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now we say that to ourselves all the time when we're taking pictures. Let's make art. What is it about the fashion industry that continues to light you up? I'd say it's the new designers for sure. Like the new Canadian designers are amazing and inspiring, and we we try to support them as much as we can. And um, just maybe even the new talent everywhere, even in New York and LA and reaching out. And, and I love all the capsule collections that are coming out and all the collaborations mm. people are doing and everyone's mixing lifestyle with furniture and makeup and everything is just sort of immersing into one. Yeah, everyone's kind of trying new things. Well, I was thinking that as you were talking a minute ago, Sam, about how, you know, you, as, a, as the Beckermans, you've started doing makeup videos, you've started doing, you know, fitness videos, mm. things you never thought you'd do before, and how, you know, so many businesses, in order to evolve, you just become more holistic. Right. And how exciting, yeah. I assume, that must be for you guys to, to be able to stretch into other, you know, categories or industries, but still keep the essence of who you guys are as you do so. Yeah, it's challenging and it's exciting. I think you have to change and evolve. Otherwise, it's boring. I agree. <laughs> Life is too short to be boring. Yeah, right. carpe diem, right. bitches. <laughs> right. Sam and Kaylee, thank you so much for Hi, being here today. Donna. Thanks for I'm having sure us, Donna. you have exciting things coming up for, for 2020. Should we just all follow you along to hear, yes, to hear the news? Yes, follow us at Beckerman Blog. Yeah. Woo. If you're not already following the amazing and lovely Beckerman twins, follow along at Beckerman Blog. You can follow me at This Is Donna B. You can follow along the podcast podcast at Fashion Talks Pod. A huge thank you to CAFA, our producing partner with this podcast. You can learn more about CAFA at C-A-F-A-W-A-R-D-S. Thank you to Cadillac Fairview for hosting us here at the Eaton Center. Thanks again. This thank, has been thank you. so great. Thanks a lot. Until next time, this is Fashion Talks. Take care, everyone. Bye.